Each of us lives dependent and bound by our individual knowledge and our awareness. All that is what we call reality. However, both knowledge and awareness are equivocal. One's reality might be another's illusion. We all live inside our own fantasies. Ulterior. How do we get here? Like genuinely, honest to God, how did we get here? How is it that I have reached the point where I can do year-end festivities for the second season in a row on Ulterior? This little weird shitty podcast that was never meant to be. Like this was just a little blog type thing initially. And then I turned into a podcast not really knowing what was going to happen. And so far, you guys have been way more receptive of this entire platform than I ever expected. Like, I know there's no point in getting worked up over numbers when Ulterior is in its infant stage still, but numbers are numbers, and I see them, and I don't understand why they're there. I don't know how they're there, but they are, thanks to you guys. Like, literally, the reason I'm sitting here right now getting to talk about these 100 songs is because of you. So, from the bottom of my heart, fucking thank you so much. Honestly, genuinely, for real, for real. And yeah, again, that brings me to the whole point of what this week is about, the top 100 songs of Season 2 for Ulterior. So any track released from, I believe, December 4th, 2021 through December 9th, 2022. That is the evaluation period for this season, so any song released in that duration is eligible for this list. Um, I don't have a lot of like rules and regulations to go through, but there's a few things I want to mention now. Um, I didn't follow this rule last year, but I'm going to do so now. Every song listed today must be original material. No covers, no remixes, no reimaginings, no acoustic versions, nothing of that sort. Just strictly original material from this year is eligible for this list. Just like last year, there is a three song limitation rule, so only three songs per artist can be entered into this list. A song did not have to be ranked in Scenic Overlook at any time this year to be put onto this list. As long as it released this year, and I listened to it, and I had some reason to be connected to it, it can be here. And the last thing, and I'm only mentioning this because I feel like I have to. I didn't need to do this last year, but it happened this year, so let me just go through this now and get it over with. There was an instance this year of a number one ranked song for Scenic Overlook having to be removed. So if you guys don't know, the rule for Scenic Overlook is if your song ranks number one any week, you are locked into the top 100 songs list at the end of the year. Your lock stays provided that the band does not do any sort of fuck shit. The week that Pop Off by Dance Gavin Dance released, it was number one in Scenic Overlook. It was back at the beginning of May. And that was prior to the surfacing of everything related to Tillian Pearson and his actions and what the band ended up doing later on. Um, for that reason, Pop Off, despite being number one, will not be on this list. Uh, 
It is instead being replaced by the song that ranked number two that week. That is the precedent I am setting. That is what will happen from here on out any year that I must do this. And I think that was every rule that I had to mention. If I forgot anything, then I'll remember it later on and just brief you guys about it at that point in time. But for right now, I suppose all that's left to do is just get into the list. So this series will be broken down into five parts this week. So today, Monday, you guys are getting uh, part one covering songs 100 through 81. Tomorrow, Tuesday, songs 80 to 61. Wednesday, songs 60 to 41. Thursday, songs 40 to 21, and then Friday, the finale, songs 20 to 1. That's the format that we're following, and that's what's going to be happening. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into this. Let's see what this year resulted in. Generally, it's fucking crazy that we got here. Like, really, really, for real. Number 100 is Better by Palisades. Palisades was the most disappointing band of the year for myself. That is a crazy way to start this uh, entry, but that's just me being honest with you guys about my feelings towards reaching hypercritical and how much I thought that record was not hooping. But there were a select number of songs on there that were, one of them being Better. I felt like Better was the best showcase of what Brandon was able to do with this new frontman spot that he subsequently no longer has. Uh... Best wishes to him and best wishes to everybody in Palisades, like, honestly. Um, but just his uh, delivery on Better and the flow of the track, the way that it doesn't it doesn't show any, like, signs of apology for having that, like, Linkin Park, Bring Me the Horizon, that spirit kind of a sound. They just kind of dove headfirst into the sound, and on a song like Better, I think it worked really, really well. The chorus is catchy. I love the production on the song. I think every element of it mixed together made for a winning formula, and it showed the good side and the bright side to Palisades this year. Number 99 is 60 Centimeters of Steel by Alpha Wolf featuring Holding Absence. This was a, a song off of The Lost and Longing, which was the split EP done by Holding Absence and Alpha Wolf this year. One of the coolest and most well-executed concepts. Uh, so with that EP, you had two songs that were individually Alpha Wolf and Holding Absence, and then two songs where they were featured on each other's track. With this track, Six Centimeters of Steel, we get Lucas just, you know, coming in with some of the coolest fucking moments on any song this year and mixing his voice into the heavy and chaotic metalcore style of Alpha Wolf. It was sensational to say the least. I, I really dig this track. I really fucking enjoy this, uh, like mixture of the two, uh, entities and what they each bring to the table in terms of, uh, talent and abilities that maybe you don't normally get on a Holding Absence song on their own or an Alpha Wolf song on their own. Um, this song is amazing. I love it. I really, really cannot wait for more Alpha Wolf in 2023, provided that that's actually happening. Alpha Wolf have been like quiet, uh, MVPs of Metalcore the last few years. And I really, really hope that they're able to elevate themselves in a way that, uh, allows more people to see just who they are and what the fuck they bring. 
Number 98 is Numb by Outsider Heart featuring Bambino. I still don't know if I'm saying Bambino's name correctly. If I'm not, then my fault, OG. But uh, yeah, you, you did your thing on this track with Outsider Heart. Um, Outsider Heart, I feel like, have been one of the brightest young up-and-coming bands this year. They had an EP called Entertainment that I was really fucking with. And then this song dropped sometime shortly after that EP. And I, I think what makes this song resonate with me a little bit more than anything off of Entertainment is how it kind of embodies a really simplistic, like, all-pop, or pop rock kind of a sound that I wouldn't have necessarily imagined working as well as it did coming out of entertainment. But with Numb, they just kind of showed that they're able to take a very admittedly basic structure and basic kind of a hook when it comes to the way that they deliver that you make me feel so numb line. And they made it tremendous. They made it one of the best songs of the year, in my opinion. And I think that is a testament to the potential and the capabilities within Outsider Heart that are beyond their years of experience. Number 97 is End the Other Side by Fit for a King. So I can admit to you guys that I did feel like some sense of an obligation to Fit for a King to put at least one song of theirs on this list, given how blown away I was by their performance at the True Power Tour date that I went to, and the clear excitement by all members when it came to promoting the material for the hell we create. And looking at that record, I couldn't find a song that I resonated with more than and the other side i feel like this track kind of takes what they were trying to do with the path and really shapes it in a way that is like more of an homage to what they were doing beforehand and for that reason i think the song just straightforwardly is the best amalgamation of everything that has ever made for for a king who they are it is fast and thunderous when it needs to be it is beautiful and melodic when it needs to be the and the other side is just the most like true to nature fit for a king song i've ever heard and for that reason i really do feel comfortable giving it some uh credit on this list number 96 is nova by oceans 8 alaska So this was one of the first songs back with James as the lead vocalist of Ocean's Alaska, and I think that this was the best song off of Disparity, and it was the best showcase of where Ocean's Alaska had been prior and where they are now. I think this song has this really like cool, chaotic energy that's maintained all throughout the track, and then towards the end when you get into the clean section, it is able to kind of be elevated because of how well the heavier portions of Nova built that ending portion up. Um, I, I think Nova is like the pinnacle of everything that this band did this year, and it's 
the foundation that I would like to see them build upon when they move forward into whatever their next endeavor is. Number 95 is Why by Set Your Sales. The album that this song is featured on, uh, Nightfall, it came out back in January, and the fact that Y was able to have this staying power from that moment in January all the way through now in December, I think, is more than enough reasoning for why I am putting this track by State Your Sales on the top 100 list, because it fucking deserves it. It fucking made it this far, and it is a tremendous showcase for a band that has yet to truly flourish. I think with why you get the perfect balance of the heavier side of set yourselves and then the explosive chorus that is so catchy and is such an earworm and is like the perfect showcase for what metalcore really brought in terms of new blood into the scene this year. Um, why is this impeccable song that I cannot recommend enough? I think set yourselves have something special within them and this song is the proof of that. Number 94 is Bloody Power Fame by Cold Rain. This was the opening song for the anime uh, on Netflix, Bastard Heavy Metal Dark Fantasy. I think that's what it was called um i watched an episode of it and it wasn't really hitting but this song is fucking tremendous at least i really admire how this song it, it has that anime opening energy to it it is just like fast paced and heavy and the kind of song that you know can really get you into that like action adventure anime kind of a feeling and a mood I think the energy is maintained all throughout this track, you know, even in the moments like in the verses where the energy is scaled back and it's done in a different manner. But when it all comes together for the chorus and the build up to, you know, said section, it is unbelievable how good this song is and how good Cold Rain sound on it. And I remember this song being a really big deal for me back in July and... It's never left me. It's a song that, you know, when it comes up in shuffle, very rarely do I feel like not listening to it. Uh, Bloody Power Fame is just uh, amazing in all aspects. Number 93 is Funeral Grey by Waterparks. There were a few singles by Waterparks this year, and I think in their own ways, all of them delivered, you know, self-sabotage and fuck about it. But for myself in particular, Funeral Grey was the song by them this year that I look at, and I think that this is exactly where I want the band to be on their forthcoming album in 2023. I think Funeral Grey has all of those, like, fun, quirky elements of Waterparks mixed in with something that is just very like prevalent to what i think it is that they're aiming for when it comes to like mainstream pop rock music or pop punk whatever you want to say that it is they're doing 
the like acoustic guitar melody that you can hear in the intro and the verses and how that like sets the stage and builds up the tone perfectly for this chorus that comes in that is just so fucking catchy and uh, again really plays into all of the fun elements of water parks and you know lyrically hearing austin say things like i just want you to be my next mistake it's it's entertaining and it's captivating all at the same time and i feel like that is the essence of water parks and this song truly embodies this band and what makes him so special number 93 is close the door by lower definition This year saw the comeback of Lower Definition through a double single, and for myself, it was Close the Door that really, like, left that stamp on my brain and made me not forget the name Lower Definition all throughout this year. For anybody who doesn't know about Lower Definition, you might recognize their drummer, Valentino. He is in A Mice and Men, and I think he has been for the entire uh, run of that band. But Lower Definition were around in the 2000s, and this song, Close the Door, really highlights that like post-hardcore sound from back then that will always strike this nostalgic chord within me and it's always a sound that is so special to me given where my life was at when this sound was very prevalent in our scene um i really love just the the structure of close the door and how like aged it sounds while being modern at the same time it's like a weird song to try to express without uh telling you guys to just straight up go listen to it but close the door is a fascinating song to say the least and lower definition i really really want to see their name pop up in ulterior's playlist more and more throughout season three number 91 is pink panther by scene queen I'm sure that there were as many people enthralled by Scene Queen this year as there were those who just wanted her material to be shot into the stratosphere by a cannon. And I understand all sides of the argument. My personal stance is that Scene Queen fucks. And in particular, Pink Panther fucks. Um, this was my favorite song off of the first volume of Bimbo Core, And I think this track just really highlights the like the carefree fun side of scene queen and how weird it is to have this kind of a song conceptually be mixed in with the heavy instrumentation of pink panther um i especially love how you can hear like the actual pink panther song kind of like incorporated in these little bits and pieces throughout the track um the lyricism in the chorus like i don't understand how anybody can just like you know be so up in arms over this or take it seriously like it's just fun man Please don't call, I need another hour. Three more girls are piling in the shower. Don't call, you know I can't answer. Getting pussy like Pink Panther. This is great. Like, I really enjoy having something like this to diversify the nature of the scene and how, you know, in one breath, I can talk about a song that is very emotional and brings me to tears. And then in the next breath, talk about getting pussy like Pink Panther. Scene Queen belongs. Pink Panther belongs. I love everything she's doing. Number 90 is Quicksand by Outline and Color featuring Michael Swank from Fox Era. Say, 
Outline and Color really showed the fuck up this year. I think the album Coast is Clear was tremendous in so many facets. And for myself, the pillar of that was this track, Quicksand. And I remember listening to it the morning that it dropped and just like being so astonished that I was listening to an Outline and Color song on repeat because it hadn't been since 2020's Breaking the Silence that I felt so invigorated by this band and just captivated by their every word and melody yet with quicksand i was right back in that spot and it's only amplified by michael's feature later on in the track and how you can hear the instrumentation kind of you know going a little crazy to be honest during his portion and i think it's really really admirable how this song manages to carry its momentum all the way through number 89 is not buying in by dead american For anyone who might not know, uh, Dead American is a band that is fronted by Cove Reber, who was part of Two Sailors and Projects, the self-titled and In Search of Solid Ground. I think that with this song, it has not really that Sailson energy or even the vibrancy of it, but there is this sense of familiarity that I can find within Cove's voice that makes listening to a track like Not Buying In and really just no pun intended, buy into it so easy for myself as somebody who was a sales merchant back in the day. Um, I really love the like just alt-rock nature of this track and how it feels so, at least for myself, like warming and welcoming. And it all builds up to this chorus that doesn't really do anything like super stylish or super outlandish in a way, but it's the simplistic nature of that chorus that is its advantage and its strength, in my opinion. This song rules, and I think at large, Dead American themselves ruled this year. Number 88 is Leech by Vanish. Coming into this year, I hadn't really given a lot of thought to Vanish ever since the 2019 album Familiar Faces, which I thought was a tremendous record and an album that I for sure would have been talking about if I was doing Top 50 podcasts for albums back then. But the like mute nature of Vanish afterwards kind of made it a little bit difficult for me to take them into consideration as like you know, potential pillars and hoopers for this year. Yet they came forward with a song like Leech and just showed me why I was in the wrong for counting them out and why they never went anywhere. They never lost a step. Leech is fucking phenomenal. And I think this song has one of the more interesting structures for any track I'm talking about in the Top 100 series. Um, that first chorus where it's built on just like vocals and bass it is like one of the biggest ass-throwing moments of the year for C music, in my opinion. And then the way that that all builds up to the next course that feels complete and it has all of the elements of Vanish spread throughout it. And it's just the kind of song that 
I listen to over and over again, and I just cannot get tired of it. And I feel like I'm discovering something new whenever I play Leech. And I really, really enjoy that about this song. And at large, the project presented by Vanishes here, Act 4 Savior, and how tremendous they sound all throughout it, and especially on Leech. Number 87 is What is Delicious Who Swarms by the Callous Cowboys. There were so many interesting things done by the Calista Boys this year on the record Celebrity Therapist. And for myself, the biggest example of that was What is Delicious Who Swarms. And I remember this being one of the first new songs I listened to in my new apartment that I'm in right now. And I, I don't know why I was like so taken aback by the chaotic nature of this song when I already knew full well, like, who the Calista Boys are and what it is that they bring to the scene in terms of, you know, that kind of Dillinger escape plan style with their material. And yeah, I, I was like kind of taken on this roller coaster in a way. And in particular, once you get into like the middle section of the track where it kind of slows down and then it comes back in with this weird, like, trumpet inspired section that I don't even know how to explain, but it is just something that it stuck with me all throughout the year from June onward, and I couldn't shake this song off of my membrane. I really love what it does for this band and this album altogether, and it's just the kind of song that is like so weird that it instantly became iconic, and I feel like there aren't many songs being discussed in this series that I can say that about. Number 86 is Alter by Void of Vision featuring Hannah Greenwood from Creeper. This was off of the EP Chronicles to Heaven and... It, it truly might be, for myself at least, the best Void Division song ever made. There is this real element that Hannah is able to bring to this track that I don't think you get anywhere else in Void Division's discography, and it is just really stellar in how it distinguishes this track from everything else that they've done before. I really enjoy how it maintains that like really dark and you know, like electronic metalcore kind of nature throughout it that is so prevalent within Void Division's nature, yet when Hannah comes in on the chorus, the song just like has its new life breathed into it, and it is something that I wasn't able to forget from April onward. It was stuck in my head all throughout the year. I could just like, you know, at, at moments apropos of nothing, hear Hannah's voice in the chorus and just be captivated and enthralled by it as if I was listening to it for the first time all over again. This was the highlight of Void Division's year, in my opinion, and it's the kind of song that I, I, I know I can't be like selfish and wish for more of this, but at the right times and when it makes sense, I crave for stuff like this to come in the future. Number 85 is Make Believe by Memphis Mayfire. Me. 
You guys will hear me talk about Memphis Mayfire again in this series later on, so I don't want to say everything that I can about them just yet. But what I will say right now is I do not know if there was a more surprising act this year than Memphis Mayfire. Considering how I have felt about them in the last couple of years, the things I've said about them, the discourse that I participated in, and I, I don't regret any of that. I don't take back any slanderous thing I've ever said about this band in the past, but they corrected so much of that course with uh, their record Remade in Misery and on a song like Make Believe, I feel like I was able to understand and appreciate a lot of what Memphis Mayfire was trying to do and what they couldn't succeed in, but now I feel like they found a formula for. Make Believe does such a good job at finding the balance between, you know, something that is like a little bit somber and emotional and then something that is very radio-ready and explosive and ferocious and it just really shows off a lot of what Memphis Mayfire have wanted to do for so long and what they've tried to cement themselves as, but now with the song Make Believe, I believe in it. I understand it. And... Uh, again, I don't regret anything that I've said before about this band, but right now in this moment, I'm telling you guys that Make Believe truly, truly is one of my favorite songs of this year. Number 84 is Comatose by Holofront. I remember in the Top 100 series last year, I mentioned Holofront and on the song Treading Water and how I said that they had found their identity in a way and they found a formula that works for them and I wanted to see them build off of said formula. And I don't think that there was a better example of them doing that this year than on Comatose, which was a single for The Price of Dreaming. I listened to this song and I just kind of feel like I am in for lack of a better way of phrasing it, like metalcore paradise. Like this song is completely antithetical to what I think metalcore can sometimes, you know, uh, devolve into when it comes to stuff being so like samey and just like way too boring. Whereas this song is the exact kind of metalcore that I needed to hear at the time and the exact kind of a song that I was hoping for Holofront to put out. This band is tremendous they have all the tools and all that's needed right now are the eyes and the ears on them number 83 is divide by the plot in you I'm not going to sit here and say that this was the necessary direction for the plot in you because I don't think it was. I really did enjoy Swan Song from last year and it had some of my favorite songs from last year on it. But what I will say is that I'm not going to complain about the plot in you putting out a track that is, you know, a, a lot more like thunderous and hard hitting than anything on that record was. Like the kind of like creepy atmosphere that I really enjoy hearing in the plot in you, it's not really present in Divide. Divide is a straightforward track. It's a kind of track that I could imagine being played on radio, but saying all those things about it, I'm not like disparaging the song in any way. What I'm saying is that the plot in you managed to take a concept that I don't think is like so inherent to them, 
but they made it as such. Divide is catchy, it's thunderous, it's able to keep me uh, entertained and gravitated towards the song all throughout its duration, and I feel like that is a real testament to the abilities of the plot in you and how they can kind of just take whatever sound they want to and, you know, morph it to themselves and morph it to their style and make it work. They're so goaded in that aspect, and I really, really cannot wait to hear what they have in 2023. Number 82 is Foxglove by Boston Manor. I feel like Boston Manor have been one of the most fascinating bands to watch play out over the last couple of years, and Detura was definitely, you know, like a notch in said fascination, and Foxglove being the lead single for that, it made the rollout that much more special in my opinion, and hearing Foxglove for the first time back in April, I immediately, you know, attach myself to it like I do everything else done by Boston Manor. I feel like this band just cannot do any wrong. They are beyond perfect in every sense of the word and foxglove kind of carries this really like cool swagger with it i don't like saying that word but it's the one that jumped out to me right now because i feel like that is what foxgloves embodies you know and the way that Henry is able to kind of like morph his voice in the chorus to what's happening instrumentally it's another uh like example of this band just really understanding themselves and understanding their identity and being able to craft a song like Foxglove that just so perfectly complements where they're at right now in their tenure. And I just, you know, I feel like every time I talk about Boston Manor, I'm saying something along the lines of they are revolutionary. And I don't know how many people have been able to understand that just yet, but that is exactly what Boston Manor do. And that is something that was immediately noticeable to me upon hearing Foxglove. Number 81 is Rotoscope by Spirit Box. When it comes to the lore of Ulterior, there are few bands as decorated as Spirit Box. In the year-end festivities that happened last year, I could not stop gassing up this band. Like I took every opportunity that I could to express what Eternal Blue meant to me and just how special I believe Spirit Box were. And I'm going to do the same thing right now with Rotoscope. Rotoscope dropped as a surprise back in the summer, and I don't think I was ready for what this song was going to bring forth. I don't think anybody was because this song has like real, um, I, I don't have a better way to describe it. So I apologize if this is like not the right way to, to use this term, but girl boss energy, like that's what I get from Rotoscope and being able to hear this song in that mindset and being able to hear Courtney just, you know, morph the song to whatever it is that she wants to be if courtney wants to you know sing at a lower tone that's what's going to happen with the song in the background if courtney wants to raise her voice and become more aggressive that's what you're going to get in the background rotoscope is just like this symbiotic uh texture that you can understand courtney building and it's the kind of song that really plays to 
the strengths and every avenue of Spirit Box that makes them such a special band and has been able to get them to the stage that they are. And that's it. Those were songs 100 to 81. And if you stuck around for this entire episode, thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. And I'm going to go ahead and ask very kindly and, you know, uh, you guys can't see it right now, but I'm doing the oo fingers because I ask for everybody to please listen to the rest of the series this week. You know, uh, it would mean a lot to me, mean the world to me, for real, for real. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Why am I still doing this with my fingers? What the fuck? Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, for better or worse, let's make a scene. 